الحمدللہ وسلام Every single human being on earth is going to make a decision how to live their life. What is the purpose of their life? What is the goal of their life? What will be the lifestyle of their life? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his karam and fazl and rahmas and hidayah on us Allah ta'ala made the choice for us Allah ta'ala chose deen of Islam for us Allah ta'ala revealed this deen for us sent Quran al-Kareem kitabullah for us sent Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his blessed seerah his noble sunnah for us so we never ever even have to make another choice even once any single day in our life. But the tragedy is that the vast majority of this ummah doesn't understand that. And we still seem to think that we still have some choice. We have some personality. We have some outlook. We have some lifestyle. We have some temperament. And we choose to follow things other than that which Allah Ta'ala has chosen for us to follow. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear in Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ Yawma, remember, there will be a day. Live every single day of your life in preparation for that day. لَا يَنْفَعُ That your money, wealth, property, worldly accomplishments, achievements, degrees, careers will be of no benefit to you. وَلَا بَنُونَ Your sons, children, worldly contacts, network, any relations you had for the dunya will be of no benefit to you. The only one who will be successful on that day, مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Who brings to Allah SWT a pure heart. So actually what Allah Ta'ala was teaching us in Qur'an was to lead a heartfelt life. To submit our hearts to Qur'an, our heart to the sunnah, our heart to deen. To fill our heart with the feelings of Qur'an, the feelings of Sunnah. Now some of us, we've given our minds to deen, but our heart is for dunya. Our mind we gave to deen, our heart is for makhluk. Our mind believes in khaliq, Allah Ta'ala. Our heart is caught up in all types of romance and attraction and infatuation with creation. So the, it wasn't about the mind. Deen isn't just the mind that I believe in La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with my mind. You have to believe it with your heart. You have to feel it with your heart. You have to live it with your heart. Now what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done, He also put a nafs inside of us. Allah ta'ala placed inside of yes, us, yes, our kal of our heart. He also placed inside us our nafs. And he also placed inside us our akal, our mind. So you have three things inside you. One is your spiritual heart. One is your mind, your rationality, your ability to think. And the third is your nafs. Now every human being will make a decision which one of these three things will become the imam of his life. Every human being will make this decision. Either they will make the akal the imam of their life or they will make the nafs the imam of their life or they will make their kalb, their heart, the imam of their life. 
So number one, you will find that there are a lot of people who made the aql the imam of their life. This is a symptom of this modern age of science and technology and invention and innovation that people have made the aql the imam of their life. Now making the aql the imam in science is not a problem. Making the aql the imam in your life is a problem. So what does it mean? So they say, oh, I will only believe in it if it makes sense to me. I will only believe in it if it makes sense to me. Now what they do, they bring their sense and they use their sense to understand Quran al-Kareem. Now their sense is limited ability. And Allah Ta'ala's Quran, Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Allah al-insana ma'alam ya'lam. And Allah Ta'ala teaches humanity what they never could have known, what they never knew, they never could have known. So the ilm in Quran is beyond the sense of a human being. A human being could never have their own aql have produced the Quran, but they bring that aql to understand Quran. So there will be some things they don't understand. There will be some things that quote unquote do not make sense to them. So they say, okay, we will leave those things. Now whether you want to call them modernists, you want to call them liberal, whatever name they may give to themselves or you choose to give them, they choose to understand Quran on the basis of their aql. Now the second you leave the deen of Islam, the moment you leave wahi, revelation, nubuwa, the prophetic path, then and you try to use your aql, so you have to come up with something else. So then you had so many philosophies, so many ideologies, and basically all of human history led to this one real rival for Islam. There's only one rival now. And it's not Hinduism, it's not Christianity, it's not Marxism. There's one rival, it's called secularism. Secularism is the ultimate product of those human beings, Akal, who do not accept revelation and prophecy as a source of truth. Secularism is their culmination of centuries, thousands of years of philosophical effort to design an alternative definition of humanity. That's why in proper English they actually call it secular humanism. Now can you imagine, is there any need for any concept of humanity other than that which Allah tells outlined in Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لَيَعْبُدُونَ Allah tells us, I explain to you what humanity is. I'll explain to you what humanism is. Hmm? All the verses in Quran, Allah uses the word insan, nas, Allah is explaining what humanity is. We haven't been created. Humanity is nothing else other than to submit and worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. antumul ilallah. That, O people, each and every single one of you is absolutely, entirely needy and dependent on Allah ta'ala. To be human is to need Allah. To be human is to serve Allah, to obey Allah, to worship to Allah, to submit to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala completely, perfectly described what humanity is and it's the most perfect and beautiful understanding of humanity. But they say, no, communism didn't try to do this. No other philosophy tried to do this. Secularism came up with another humanism, secular humanism. And unfortunately, there are many Muslims in our own ummah who have also chosen this path. They've chosen to make the aql the imam of their life. Hmm? Now when you make the aql the imam of your life and you leave the teachings of Quran, the teachings of Nabi Karim you will slip, you will fall. You will say, well look, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand my interest is prohibited. The World Bank says it's beneficial to our economy. The IMF says it's beneficial to our economy. Nobel Prize winners in economics say it's beneficial for the economy. And you are trying to tell me that it's not a good thing. Akul won't understand. Akul won't understand. But when Allah Ta'ala explains in Quran, this is not about your akul. It's not about what makes sense to you. 
It's about what is the will and wish and pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. It's a higher standard of measurement. It's a higher benchmark. It has nothing to do whatsoever whether it makes sense or it doesn't make sense. And some people didn't understand that. Second choice some people make is they make the Nasta Imam of their life. Vast amount of humanity has made this decision. Nafs. What does it mean? Aren't you amazed? Don't you gasp, agape, and wonder? Aren't you stunned by that person who has chosen to make hawa, the small little desires of their nafs? Hawa means the slight whisperings of nafs. When is the nafs becomes ghalib, the nafs is overwhelming me. Hawa means that nafs amara. Hawa means the slightest whims and fancies of the nafs. They've made that their god. They do whatever makes them happy. This is the whole philosophy of life. I was raised in this in America. Do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever you find pleasing. Whatever you want. Do whatever you want. So it's a kind of, it's couched in a language that it's a very tolerant, liberal, free-spirited understanding of a human being. That do whatever makes you happy, whatever gives you pleasure. What does it mean? That person has made the nasta imam of their life. Whatever makes them happy, they do it. In fact, they make the nafs the imam of their life so much that even though they're intelligent, even though they're educated, sometimes they can engage in animalistic behavior. Animalistic behavior. We often give this example when I was growing up in Manhattan, every Friday night in Sanat you would see. What? So we live in that area where all these Wall Street executives live. We used to call them the suits. So what do the suits do? That every morning they go down at 7.30 a.m. to the subway. They pack themselves like sardines. They go down all the way downtown, get out of Wall Street. They get up, they go into those big, shiny, glassy corporate buildings, and they make millions of dollars a year. Hmm? This is their life. But you should see what they do on Friday and Saturday night in the streets of Manhattan. They go to bars, and if you sit there, they're in the same suit, especially Friday night. They're rich. They're educated, they're talented, they're extremely talented people, they're running multinational corporations. But they've made the nasta imam of their life, so they spend Friday night drinking, getting drunk until they become like an animal, and they engage in animalistic pursuits. And they do it voluntarily, they do it willingly, they do it week after week, because they've made the nasta imam of their life. In fact, if any Friday night they're not able to fulfill the desires of their nafs, when they show up on Monday at work, they're sad. They say, oh, I didn't get to do this and that. And they make even more intention that the coming Friday I'm going to do it. This is a whole segment of humanity. But again, the tragedy is what? That many Muslims, Ummat Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, also fell in this delusion and they also made the nafs the imam of their life. Hmm? Do the same thing. They made the nafs the imam of their life. Now they may have outward of deen, they may come for Jummah, they may pray Salah, they may fast in Ramadan, but the nafs of the Imam of the life. Secretly sinning, privately sinning, secret affairs, private affairs, and then so many youth now getting caught up in drugs, raves, parties. What's happening to them? Are they bad people? No, they're good people. Do they have bad hearts? No, they have good hearts. Have they lost their Iman? No, they believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what happened to them? They believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They believe in Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but they made a mistake. They made a choice. They chose to make the nafs the Imam of their life. Hmm? It's that simple. That's all it is. There's nothing else. There's no other secret. Oh, we can't understand the youth. We can't figure out the youth. 
how should we reach out to the youth? It's very simple. It's one thing. They've made the nafs the imam of their life. There's nothing else to it. It's nothing to do with being lazy. It's nothing to do with society. It's nothing to do with apartheid ended and we were in our Indian areas and now apartheid ended and the Muslims are mixing with non-Muslims. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with them choosing to make the nafs the imam of their life. The first mistake some people make, they make the aql the imam of their life. Second mistake some people make, they make the nafs the imam of their life. Allah SWT said, Deen of Islam, Quran al-Kareem, Nabi al-Kareem, Sallallahu that purest art, the real thing of Nabi al-Kareem says, Qalb-e Athar, Qalb-e Munawwar, Hisraj Munira was his Qalb. Allah Ta'ala sent that pure heart to this Ummah to teach us that make the heart the Imam of your life. Don't make the aql the imam of your life. Don't make the nafs the imam of your life. Make your qalb, make your spiritual heart the imam of your life. And how will you make that heart the imam of your life? Fill that heart with the knowledge of Qur'an al-Kareem, with the feelings of Qur'an, with the feeling of taqwa, feeling of sabr, feeling of shukr, feeling of tawakkul, feeling of ikhlas. Oh, there's a long list of feelings that Allah mentions in Qur'an. Fill your heart with those feelings. Then take your heart and model your heart after the heart of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Make that sunnah heart. لَكَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Make that sunnah heart the model of your life. Make the heart the imam of your life. It's a totally different understanding of humanity. It's a totally different understanding of humanity. Science is for the labs. Science is for the uncle. 100% do it. But your life, you, you belong to your heart. You belong to your heart. Allah Ta'ala sent Qur'an in the heart of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Allah Ta'ala tells him Qur'an, He sent the heart, Qur'an in the heart of the Prophet Sallallahu Allah Ta'ala says about Qur'an itself, that what? And in this Qur'an there's a dhikra, naman kana luhu kalb. That person who has a heart, he will be able to get the advice, admonishment, nasiya from Qur'an. It's all about the heart. Oh, akhlaq, good character, good relations with others, it's about the heart. Don't we talk like that, that oh, this person has a very formal relationship with me. They're talking to me, but it's not heartfelt. It's not coming from the heart. It's not sincere. All of a good, pure, noble, virtuous relations with others, hukuk al it's all about the heart. So akhlaq is about the heart. Ilm is in the heart. Taqwa is in the heart. And love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the heart. That person who makes the aql the imam of their life and the nafs of the imam of their life, then they suppress their heart. And the heart was where you feel feelings. And the master emotion, master feeling of the heart is the love for Allah subhanahu wa This is what Allah tells us in the Quran. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُمْبًا لِلَّهِ That those who have iman. So who are those people? That all over in Quran when Allah tells us, said, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا They did all of those things. They felt all of those feelings. So now they have truly become الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا So now what is their feature? What is their description? وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُمْبًا لِلَّهِ That they're extremely intense in their love for Allah Ta'ala. They did everything their Rabb said. They made the heart the Imam of their life and that heart is full of love for Allah. That's a vision of humanity. That's a concept of humanity. That's a life worth living. That's a life worth presenting to Allah on the day of judgment. 
What type of life is that worth living that you make the aql and nafs the imam in your life? That's easy. It's very easy to do whatever makes you happy, what you find pleasing, do what your nafs wants, do what, what makes sense to you. That's extremely easy way of life. The animals do what makes sense to them. They have limited sense, but that's what they do. They also make, do what makes sense to them. The animals follow their nafs. That's the animal way of life, to follow your aql and nafs. Never think this is also a deception of secularism that what distinguishes man from animal is their mind. No way. You should have people study this. They're called animal psychologists, zoologists. They have d- discovered the incredible mind of the dolphin, incredible mind of animals. That's not what distinguishes us between animals. They have a mind, we have a mind. They have enough, we have enough. The distinguishing thing between us and them is our kalb, that we have a spiritual heart. We have a kalb. That's the difference between us. To be, to be human is to be heartfelt. To be human is to be true from the heart. To be a true human is to fill your heart with the feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to model your heart after the Prophet This is what it means to be human. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does Allah ta'ala look at? Does Allah ta'ala love our aql? Does Allah ta'ala love our nafs? There's one thing Allah Ta'ala can love about a human being. Allah Ta'ala's nazari muhabbat. Allah Ta'ala's gaze of love falls on the heart of the believer. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, May yu'min billahi yahdi qalbahu Then whomsoever takes iman in Allah, yahdi, Allah Ta'ala himself directly sends the nur of his hidayah on his qalb, on his spiritual heart. So this kalb is what's beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And we have made this heart like a receptacle of trash. We look at things we shouldn't look at. Trash goes in the heart. We listen to things we shouldn't hear. Trash goes in the heart. We say things we shouldn't have spoken. Trash goes in the heart. You want to bring that trash can in front of Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment? Hmm? When he said, Pure heart pristine heart, kept pure through taqwa or made pure through tawbah. Kept pure through taqwa or made pure through tawbah. This is the life of a mu'min. Mu'min is always in one of two states, either in taqwa or in tawbah. So this is, that's also a way to get a pure heart. The path of tawbah. And Allah Ta'ala loves those people of tawbah so much. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Allah Ta'ala loves those believers who sin and stain their heart and keep sinning and keep hurting their heart but they keep turning to Allah Ta'ala keep yearning for Allah Ta'ala keep longing for Allah Ta'ala keep hoping in His mercy they make Tawbah over and over and over again because they sinned over and over and over again so that person who makes Tawbah over and over again is called Tawab and Allah Ta'ala says Inna Allah yuhibbu yuhibbu tawabin. Allah Ta'ala loves that person why? Because Tawbah is also from the heart. The akal can never, Tawbah will never make sense to you. It can never make sense to you that you can disobey a being as almighty as Allah Ta'ala and He will forgive you. That does not make sense. Look in the world, you disobey somebody, they punish you. You disobey the law, they punish you. You disobey your boss, they punish you. So go beyond the realm of your akal. It goes beyond any sense that Allahul Aziz al-Jabbar al-Mutakabbir zu intikam dul jalali wal ikram should forgive anyone but he said I'm al-Ghafar al-Ghafur al-Rahman al-Rahim al-Malik al-Kareem at-Tawab and he loves those who make Tawab 
Hmm? Faith from the heart. Taqwa is in the heart. Tawbah is in the heart. All truth lies in the heart. We will only be true believers when we also focus and make effort on our hearts. On our hearts. Hmm? Fill our hearts with those feelings. Fill our heart with the feeling of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is where it all begins. That's the one effort in Jummah. Yawm al-Jummah. Salat al-Jummah. The most abzal salah for a man. The greatest prayer for a, salah, a man is the fard salah of Jummah. This is greater than praying tahajjud and laylul together. This is greater than praying any salah at any other time of the year, any other day of the year, any other moment of year is salat al-Jummah. So what we should want is on this day, Allah Ta'ala should send some extra love. Allah Ta'ala is saying that He's going to send extra love in our heart. We should also feel some extra love for Allah Ta'ala in our heart. You must try every Jummah you increase in your love for Allah Ta'ala. You track yourself Friday to Friday. Every Jummah you must love Allah Ta'ala more. That's your mission. If you can start doing that, if you learn how to do that, if you are trained how to do that, then you will be on your way to making the heart the imam of your life. May Allah Ta'ala make each and every one of us heartfelt mu'mineen, true mu'mineen, salihin mu'mineen, mukhlisin mu'mineen, zakirin mu'mineen, muttaqeen mu'mineen. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from following the deceptions of our akal. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from following the delusions and temptations of our nafs. And may Allah Ta'ala let us once and for all give our heart entirely to Him and then give our life entirely to that heart that belongs to Him. Wa akhirat da'wana. And alhamdulillah. He's a bit